Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. My mother-in-law, she doesn't listen to podcasts. She doesn't listen to anyone. But you should listen to Wrecking Celtic, part of the Daily Wrecking Podcast Network. Subscribe to iTunes and Audio Boom. All right. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I am Jamie Flynn from the 20 Minute Tims. I'm joined by Dear Record Sports Writers Graham Young and Michael Gannon. On the pod today, Celtic versus Paris Saint-Germain. Celtic kick off their Champions League game against PSG. What can Celtic expect from the game? How did they shape up tactically? Can Brendan Rodgers approach this game the same way that he approaches domestically? Who will start? Will we see starts for Edouard and Paddy Roberts? And how does Brendan Rodgers solve his central defence conundrum? Graham. Celtic v Paris Saint-Germain how do you see this one unfolding? I think it's a difficult match of course but it's one of the best teams in Europe they're newly built but judging by Friday night and the goals Mbappe for everyone for 18 years old he's phenomenal Neymar's arguably the best player in the world that's not Messi or Ronaldo Cavani's been consistent for a long time this is the acid test Champions League and Brendan Rodgers when people say oh he's working in Scottish football, he's putting himself out there every time he's playing these teams and trying to find the right formation and tactics to get it right. I think it'll be really difficult, I think it'll be a really tough game, but as always, Celtic, big games, Parkhead, strange things happen, they're able to compete against some of the best teams in the world, and I think with the return of Roberts and what Lee Griffiths has shown, in bigger games in recent times for both Scotland and for Celtic I think there's a real chance Celtic could potentially get a draw in the night I think they've got the ability to do so but that'll be in turn due to somehow finding a way to stop these players minus Eric Svitchenko and most likely Dedrick Boyata as well so Brendan is going to have to find a way to nullify some of the best players in the world but it can be done I think the Manchester City game last uh, season showed that Celtic can attack and get these teams but they have to do a better job at the back but I think there's definitely scope for a big result Michael, are you optimistic for them? I am but listen a lot of people get their knickers and their twist about PSG because of this kind of half a billion pound front four they're not, they're not any better than, than Barcelona where 12 months ago or even Man City where when they won 10 games in a row coming up to Scotland Listen, they're a great side. They're one of the top teams in Europe. They're one of the super clubs, aren't they? They've got two or three of the best players in the world. But that's that's what your pop one and pop two sides have. That's but they come. That's what they bring. If the fees are paid, excuse me, this summer elevates it to our level. And people get a bit spooked by two hundred million pound signing fees and one hundred and sixty million loan deals and all that stuff. And these guys are talented players. It's a huge test, but it's not any bigger test than it is most seasons against these kind of clubs. Um, but Celtic have got a chance, and they have. I reckon at home over the last 15-20 years which is exceptional really you think about it different teams obviously and team changes evolves they haven't, I think they've won 1-6 in six the last home games in, in the Champions League so it's not the, the recent form maybe not quite as 
uh, as great as it has been in the past. But listen, they've got a chance, but it's a huge ask. I've been up against a superpower, but there's opportunities there. Who do you think of you, anybody, Graham, got a particular idea how Celtic might want to shape up here? Well, Is there anything they can do realistically? Because, you know, you're looking at the team and you think, you just have to go out and make sure you're organised, make sure you work hard, but there's there's no special measures as it well at Celtic. There's no secret here, is there? No, definitely not. I think the thing with Celtic under Rodgers has been the, the way he's been able to bring players in, short notice, change teams after big games. Guys like Carl McGregor is a prime example of that. Someone who might not play every week, but when he does, he plays very well. I think energy in midfield is very important in this game. I think Scott Brown's played well this season but maybe not quite at the level last and Cham's been fantastic just range of passing good in the tackle next to him and I think Stuart Armstrong's a key component because the confidence is back up a new deal playing well and I think his energy in these games would make him a more obvious fit uh, instead of McGregor or Rogic uh, in the attacking role I think they have to keep it tight I think it has to become a more uh, defensive free at times than it usually would be. I think at the back, I think there's question marks, I think, speaking to Michael about this before, I think maybe a free, or it can be perhaps maybe someone like Wostig or Gamboa comes in, there's plenty mm. of options there. Uh, and then up front you've obviously got Griffiths is likely to start. But they, they can maybe go without the striker, uh, the strikerless look, so to speak, the, without the, the number nine. Roberts playing centrally, Drifting wide, Sinclair coming in. There's, there is options there, but there isn't, as you say, a, a secret to finding a perfect it's not football manager. They're going to have to play their best Aye. game of the season and find a way to win the game. Michael, you're sort of in and out of the club. What, what do you think Brendan's thoughts are coming into this game? I think he knows that it's a huge challenge to, to compete with PSG. I, mean, I think he's not daft. I mean, I think. I think what Rodgers did last year, I think he learned as he went along in, in Europe. I think the way Celtic lined up and performed in the new camp in the first game, when they went to a kind of back five and tried a kind of a kind of lowish block and get caught within seconds really, didn't mm-hmm. they? The last two minutes, disaster to start and unfold, un- unraveled from there. But from that game to the Man City game at home and then to Barcelona at home, I think you could see a kind of development and a kind of learning process actually. So I think he has learned from last year. I don't think I think I think you're right, you're right Graham. I think they might go with the, the, the back five or back three with the wing backs I think that's maybe the way to do it um, but I think they showed enough last year that they had progress from that, that new camp kind of collapse uh, and it's a similar kind of, kind of match I think especially with Neymar back in town again um, got his usual tricks no doubt <laughs> I think <laughs> knows. but um, so it'll be interesting to see what, what he does I think we'll go with the three uh, with wing backs who plays the wing back roles that'll be interesting um, Do you see a start for maybe Ralston? You think it's too big a game for no, him? I don't think so. Um, listen, I think I think Ralston's going to be a cracker. I think he's uh, potentially uh, a Scotland international in the future. I think he's going to be. He's, he's, he's only eighteen. He's a bit of a tank. Um, I think he's on that same path as, as, as Tierney on the other side. So I think he's going to be a cracker. This is a different ball game. Um, I mean, seasoned pros can lose their marbles these kind of games. Um, I think I remember last year Cambor got chucked in at the new camp. Aye. It was it was horrible to watch for the lad. It was it was, it was just torture. <laughs> I got baptism of fire. Uh, I think he did a hug after it. Um, but so I don't think I don't think it's like that kind of violent to chuck a kid in. Um, but it'd be interesting to see who he does go with uh, that, that position, especially that right wing back role. Does he play Forrest but like a deeper role, or I don't know, or is it Gamble? Because back in, not really played much. It'd be interesting. But I think 
it's one for the manager to work out because it's mm. he can drive himself mental trying to figure out a way to play against this team. Who do you think holds the key for Celtic? Who do you think Celtic's key players are going to be here? I think I mentioned him already, but I think Cham's got to be very important. Mm. He's a player who looks already that he would thrive in the big occasion. This is uh, he's playing against his countrymen, big audience. He's very talented as he's shown already, but this is the level you can look neat and tidy against teams in Scotland but can you do it at this level I think he's a really important because if he can set the tone he's able to take that extra touch and move the ball on quickly I think he could be massive I think Roberts as well this is why he returned for Manchester City he's a player of obvious quality and he'll, at the back <coughs> PSG have good, good players but it's not the same level as a attacking players it's just not the same uh, so there will be opportunities there for Roberts to run, find space. His range of passing Friday night was exceptional. Mm. Uh, so I think there's a massive opportunity for Roberts to really show Manchester City, English supporters, whoever's watching, that this is a player of obvious quality. He can really push himself to the next level. I think, Michael, this is one that the world's press is going to be watching, you know, with the Neymar thing, the money that PSG are spending. PSG themselves will really want to make an assault on at the Champions League after what happened to them last year they'll probably feel a bit embarrassed about that Barcelona turnaround do you think they'll feel any pressure at all? No <laughs> No I don't, I don't these, these players are used to playing in big environments and big games this is the first game of the campaign I, I think I think the assumption is in these teams that they're going to get through the group anyway Yeah. Um, but some teams can work against them can, can get cold potentially to, to slip up um, but listen, they, they want to win this competition. They're mm. not interested, and they're not particularly concerned about coming to Scotland and match day one. They're, they're, they want to be there at the end of May, fighting for this trophy. And there's every chance there will be. That's why the Barry's players. That's, that's what they're for. They're, they're one of the, the top six, seven, eight elite clubs that have got real designs to win anything. Um, Celtic. I, I'm just I'm still a bit confused about Celtic summer in terms of um, recruitment drive. I still find it a bit strange that they haven't got centre defence covered. Yeah. I did. Listen, I've, had, I've said it to Brendan Rodgers since July when we were in Prague when Boyata got injured and uh, we said listen you're going to have to buy a centre half and he said no no we're fine we can play Lustig in there there's Tierney no panic and then Svichenko picks up an injury as well again need a centre half no, no, no panic and listen you've got, listen, you've got to trust Brendan Rodgers he's, he's barely put a foot wrong in a, over a year mm. so you've got to trust him but I still think as soon as Boyata got injured in Prague it was long term I think then they should out and got. I said, listen, I asked Brendan Rodgers last week. I said, why didn't you go and just get a big, big dirty, big Scandinavian guy? <laughs> go and get the Norway captain or the, the, the Dynamo Zagreb lad and all that stuff. Like that. Just a big sit and a half that can do a job. Um, a couple million pounds, there's loads of them. Aye. But he said, listen, it is tempting, but it has to be the right player to fit in my team. It has to be a development path for him and all that stuff. And listen, it's admirable. Is that a gamble? I think it's a bit of a gamble. That's just me, but I'm not paid two and a half million pounds a year. I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking this is this is a big test. Near bit on its centre half is okay in the Premier League. You know he can cope with that, but you know Graham asking near bit on to play centre half against Paris Saint Germain, it's it's nerve wracking for me as a fan. Oh, you you definitely can. I think in the first leg against Astana, it's a different type of game. Most of the pressure uh, was through the air. It wasn't through balls and one-twos and he struggled away from home and I think again this is Mbappe for an 18 year old is he's matured beyond his years Neymar, Cavani these players one sniff a goal and it's, it's, it's in the back of the net and I think Bithorn he's, he's a bit one-paced mm. uh, and next to Simunovic as well I think I think it just would 
spell disaster on the night. If, and, and there's that fear factor as well where maybe some of the fans, if, if Bitter on his back, there's a bit of nerves and he's very calm in the ball. I don't think that's the night. I think sometimes it's okay to get rid of it. It's just not, it's not a natural <coughs> centre-half. He's not got that natural instinct to know where to be at a certain point in time. That kind of sixth sense that centre-halves have. I need to be here. Not even thinking about it. Aye. We saw it in Astana. It was, it was, the head was so, spinning at the times. Didn't know where he went to be in the pitch. Yeah. Same with the Partick Thistle game on the Friday night before. Well, that, was was alarm, that, that was alarm. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was great. It was great against, uh, against Rosenberg and it was yeah. great in the first leg against Dana. <coughs> Albeit different games, yeah. and certainly had loads of the ball. I mean, the possession against Rosenberg was frightening for that level. Um, but it's going to be turned around. It's not going to have the possession uh, or, or building from the back that they can do in the games because you're going to be up against it. Against, if I say, half a billion people of talent come at you. Yeah. You need to know where it be. Mm-hmm. That's the simple. Aye. That's why I don't think I don't think Beaton will start at half. Um, I don't think he will play him purely for that because I think Lustig knows he's got the instincts to know where to be Yes. even though he's a full right back he's played enough times at seven and a half in his career to know where to be whereas Beaton I mean, his head is spinning I, th- I think you're right I think a Michael uh, someone who knows who's got the centre half basics like Michael Lustig and obviously he's a bit better than a basic centre half I think that's a much better bet than throwing in a midfielder it's an instinctive thing you know where to be yeah. you know where a ball's going to be dangerous you know that there's going to be someone coming front and back behind you whereas Peton doesn't have that in his makeup, but he's a good big player. But I just don't think it's an environment for that kind of player. You think Paddy Roberts will start? I think he might do. I think he do it because he, he can get the team up the park as well. Mm. I think he's um, he can hold the ball up and get up the park. And he can can cut in. I think I think he would. I think he would chuck him in. I, mean, I don't think you get ninety minutes out of him yet. Mm. I mean, he looked he looked pretty tired after an hour on Friday night. So I don't know if it'd be a, it'd be a, a full. Then do you keep him in the bench and bring him on later on if the game's tight? But I think you'd maybe start him and then see how far how long you get off him. What about um, up front for Celtic? Uh, personally, I, I want to see Griffiths up there. I think in a game where we're only going to maybe get a handful of chances, maybe there'll be half or two thirds chances. You know, I think Griffiths is the guy that can make that work for us. Do you think it'll be Griffiths or new signing Edward? Yeah, I think it'll be Griffiths. I think as I touched upon earlier, I think he's earned this opportunity. He's got better. He's all round game so much better. He's proved himself in big moments, especially Champions League qualifying the last couple of years. Uh, I think his all-round game's good enough, and if there is half chances on the night, then there's no one you'd probably prefer in the whole team. He's just there, he's, he's, he's got that ability about him to score goals. He's set-piece, mm. both from, like, his corners are fantastic, and this, the, the free kicks have been goals against England recently. Aye, but favourite game last year, big games, there's not a lot of chances. Griffiths is a guy now, outside of the, the calf injury that keeps... Uh, reoccurring he's, he's very reliable when he's playing and I think he's a completely different player to even the guy who scored 40 goals under Dyer a couple of years ago I think he's a man for the big occasions now I think Eduardo looked very good the other night but I think I, I think he's a good option for the bench against his parent club where they also like to make an impact but I think Griffiths is it's going to the start. man for this yes looking, uh, looking to the result then Michael would, would you fancy would, would you see this going tonight Listen, you have to be realistic. Anything from this game is a bonus. Mm. If Celtic can get a point at this game, it's a great return. Um, because it's not a fair fight against against these teams. So anything they get is, is a bonus. Um, listen, the Champions League group, the way that the, the whole tournament is structured now, Celtic's real target is that third spot and staying mm. in Europe beyond Christmas. Anything above that is, is phenomenal. So it's, it's Anderlecht. Celtic and Anderlecht are the two games they have to focus on, really. Um, Anything they get, if they get a point against PSG or Bayern Munich at home or away, whatever it is, it's that's a, a a massive boost in that race for third place for me. Um, but it's a huge, huge ask. Uh, I think just just let me clear as well. I think it's a massive ask. I think 
the last after the, the final stages of last year's group with the, the, the way point much glad back decent enough performance against Barcelona and they played really really well against a, a shadow Man City team they could have won that game comfortably mm-hmm. I think in, even in the qualifying stage out with the scare and the standard, I think the trajectory of this Celtic team in Europe's pushing upwards but I think this is a very difficult start to it but I'll say they, they find a way if earn a draw on the night I think it'll be tough but I think they'll I think they'll be able to get a point on the night after riding a few scares against likes of Neymar and Mbappe in the final third but I think they'll be able to get one each draw on the night I think they'll score I think they'll I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to put my neck on the line I think it'll be 2-2 that's, that's me being bold. very optimistic <laughs> and bold um, looking to the wider group then I think we can all agree or maybe maybe not but do you think it's Bayern Munich PSG fighting it out Michael you touched on it earlier on fighting it out for first and second I think so. I think PSG are the, the big favourites to, to top the group, I would imagine. Um, and Bayern, not too far behind them. Anderlecht have had a decent um, side in recent years as well. I think they've lost a few in the summer. So mm. and they've not had a great start in, in, in Belgium. So so I think that's there's a definite split between the, the quality in the group. I mean, it's like the budgets and alone. No talk about money has been a bit of a kind of red herring but it does buy you a certain level of quality doesn't it but listen Bayern again they're strong as well um, maybe not as strong as, as perhaps recent seasons but I still think they're formidable I made a, a bold prediction on the PSG game and I'm, I'm going to make another one here but I think Celtic have always got the potential to get a good result a shock result at, at, at Parkhead in the Champions League I think a lot of good teams have come and, and got a surprise there and I think this season I think this season Bayern are the team that Celtic can maybe take something off of. It's I know it's a bit wild, it's a bit bold, but I just don't I don't think they're the Bayern of old. I think maybe one season too much for these players. The recruitment in the summer they brought in James Rodriguez, who for me still is a bit of a point to prove. He done it in the World Cup, but how long ago was that? Three or four years ago. So I think Bayern and as as a team that Celtic could potentially take something from. But you do you think it's definitely Bayern PSG fighting out for one and two? Well, I just go back to Ancelotti and I know there's a lot of talk about Things aren't they aren't happy campers. They lost two 0 at the weekend, but actually he's built his career on this. This is three times he's won the tournament, and I think sometimes without the big stars that they're they've still got there's Thiago and there's players mm. all Muller's out the team. Lewandowski. There's a lot. Ribery Robin can still play roles. Uh, I think I think they're very dangerous, and I think that pressure of PSG, this the, the names of signed, there's almost a nothing to lose where against Bayern you think oh they're slightly weaker yeah. and that's when they become more dangerous Anderlecht mm, um, right, yeah. obviously they got Europa League quarterfinals last year Tillmans was a big player that left for Monaco mm. but there's a storyline pre-written there already with Onyekuru who Celtic were linked with all yes. summer he's scoring goals already he's obviously signed for Everton on, on loan at Anderlecht but I think that's got the whole it's, it's written itself where Celtic maybe play well across there but they, that is a game for Celtic that's the big moment for Celtic you win or lose or draw in the first game they away Brendan Rodgers Celtic history I think it's four times they've got a positive result in the group stage and Brendan Rodgers has got two of those results that's the game the second game Celtic can find a draw or a win in that game they're, they're cooking with gas in terms of you always get the, the big teams the, I mean the big teams don't approach the group stages the way the teams like no. Scotland approach it Aye. They, they get through these group stages an autopilot sometimes yeah. so you look at it historically there's always a dull one they always, every one of them take a dull one at some point mm. very few of them will win six out of six yeah. and steam all the way through because you don't know who they've got at the weekend at home. They might have Bruce um, Dortmund at home in the weekend. I mean, PSG could Monaco. You just don't know that sometimes the stars can align and you give 
these big Celtic through the years and you give these big guns a dull one then again so there's no reason why they no. can't do it again and I, I think they, they need to have that wee night off and then be right on it and it's, it's feasible I think the PSG the first game is difficult one for it to happen right. but I think you're right the Bayern one could, could be interesting because you just don't know what circumstances are and they might have a wee night off so what's I think we can agree success for Celtic is getting that third place yes I mean four points the home winning is handled like a draw over there mm-hmm. uh, you could even go through with three points if you, you win a couple of two nil at home and one nil away get, you can get, get, get in third place with three points but I think that would be a success I think if, you're, if, if Celtic are in, in Europe after Christmas that's a successful campaign and at that point who knows what could happen you could argue as well that perhaps reaching the Europa League is a better reward than even getting into the last 16 there is scope for Celtic to maybe push on in the Europa League there's Winnable, games are more winnable than a last 16 mm. time as much as obviously to do that but to, to knock a team with Bayern or PSG out I can, understand that argu- I can understand that argument but to get to the last 16 there's probably two or three memorable nights to get to that oh, point of so to get to that stage we make it a hell of a campaign whereas like you say scuffing through in third, in third place with three points to get to the last to get to the last out two of you if I cut my Europa League sorry it's your my age. It's your my age. There's a couple of still business. That's all from us this week. You can get in touch with me. I'm at 20 Minute Tims on Twitter. Uh, Graham, are you on Twitter? Yes, I certainly am. Graham under slash young27. And Michael, are you on Twitter? Yeah, it's that Michael Gannon. Just, yeah. Is there a big bullseye in my back? <laughs> you can give your personal mobile phone number out or uh, I Twitter's bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Audio Room. You can get the podcast as soon as it comes out if you do that. And if you like what we're doing at the Daily Record Celtic Podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks for listening.